Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. If you keep reading down the line, at the end it says, out of all these generations, Jesus was born. But it wasn't so simple, the life of Rahab. So I want to take you to the book of Joshua. Uh, it wasn't very simple because, uh, not only because she had a very tough past, but because her situation at the present moment was very, very difficult. So I want to read with you what the Bible says in Joshua chapter eight, uh, 2, verse 8 and to 11 says, Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us. So that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites, east of the Jordan, who you completely destroy. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage fail because of you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, because no matter how bad the past of someone may be, it doesn't matter, Lord God, how sinful we have been in the past. Your power and ability to raise someone to greatness, Lord God, is through your faithfulness. And I just pray right now, Lord God, if there's anyone here who feels that he or she cannot become somebody in life because of the past, because of mistakes, because of tragedies that they went through in their lives. I, I pray right now, Lord God, that you change their mind and that you change their hearts because today is the day in which they can connect the dot. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So connecting the dots is very awesome. It's very great. If you go to the dictionary and you study the expression connecting the dots and what it means, it actually gives you an explanation of how numbers get connected through formulas and equations to form a figure that you want to see. And when you connect the dots, the dots the dots cannot get connected looking forward. They can only get connected looking backward. So when you are in the present moment, you look back in your life and you start seeing all the situations from which God rescued you from, all the bad things that could have happened to you, all the negative things that could have gone so wrong in your life, but somehow someone a situation, a song, a message, a Bible, a friend was sent by God in your way so that he would invite you to come to church or he would invite you to meet with Jesus and have a relationship with God. And now your life has changed and you are able to see the dots in the past that, yes, every single situation that happened in your life was under the control of God. But it's very difficult to see that in the present. It's very difficult to, con to connect the dots in the present. So we have to believe in God that the dots of our lives will eventually get connected. Some of the things that we studied, you know, last week in Joshua chapter 1, 
God told Joshua, Joshua, I am with you. I will raise you up. I will make you a great leader. I will do great things through you. The promise that I gave to so many thousands of people, the Israelites, is going to be gotten through you, through your hands, through your ministry, through your calling, through everything that I will give you. I just need you for you to be courageous and to be brave. And God said again, Joshua, I will be with you, but I want you to be courageous and I want you to be brave. And read the scripture, meditate on it, but I want you to be courageous and I want you to be brave. Because in life, life will hit you with bricks on your head many times. Life will bring you situations. Life will bring you disappointments. Sometimes your family will leave you. Sometimes the ones that you love, you know, will betray you. Sometimes sickness is going to come into your life. Sometimes really negative situations are going to hit you. And you are not going to understand where everything is coming from. But you will understand that the dots get connected in the future. Because there is a promise of God in the scripture that says in Romans 8.28. This is what Romans says in eight, uh, uh, chapter 8 verse 28. That all the things work for the good of those who love God. All the things. Everything. Everything that happens to you happens for a reason. You have come to this church not by accident. You have come to this church because in the plan of God, it was designed that today you will be here in this place. But you have to believe that God is working every single dot in your life so that they can get connected in the future. You may be lacking something today. You may be lacking relationships in your life. You may be lacking maybe financial freedom. You may be lacking a job. You may be lacking something that matters to you. Maybe family. Maybe affection. Maybe it's loneliness that is hitting your life. Maybe it's depression. But what you have to see is that there is a reason in the eyes of God why he allows certain things to happen. But not because he is a mean God or a bad God, but because he wants to pull you out of where you are so that you can develop the full potential that he has for your life. Rahab, the Bible says that she was a woman of the happy life. A lot of men will visit her house and they will be with her. Uh, they will pay her money. Uh, everybody knew her so much that even the king of Jericho already knew about her life. But the Bible says that, you know, when Joshua sent two spies to the land so that they will gather information to see how they were going to invade uh, Jericho, the spies stayed with Rahab and Rahab hid the spies so that they wouldn't get killed by those people who live in Jericho. But not only did she do, did she do that, but I want you to notice that the Bible says that Rahab understood the word of God. Rahab understood that it was God and not only her, but the people who were living in the country understood that only God, the real God of the Israelites, could have done what he had done through the Israelites when they, he opened the Red Sea, when they were able to defeat a couple of other kings to the point where Rahab told the spies, our encouragement is gone. We are melting in disappointment because we know you guys are going to win. You, we know your God is God, and we know God is going to do something through you tomorrow. Things will happen. But you know what? She believed in the word of God. She changed course, you know, that day. She didn't stay the same. 
uh, she actually became a believer. And if she would be here today, this woman who had a past, she would be amazed that generations later, Jesus was born out of her and the marriage with the person that she married. Even 2,000 years after Jesus came, we're still talking about this woman. If she hadn't made the choice, if she hadn't made the decision, if she hadn't had the past that she had, maybe the spies would have never gone to her house. It would, the story would have been different. But you know what? God connected the dots. I really like the story that Steve Jobs, you know, a famous guy that created a phone that he said it was going to be so sexy that everybody would want it. Uh, he says that when he was 30 years old, you know, he got fired from the company that he started. So he started this invention, you know, in computer. And then he hired someone with the board of directors that they really like. And he came on board and he joined Steve Jobs, you know, to lead Apple. But after a year of working together, they had disagreements. So when he came to making a decision, the board of directors ended up firing Steve Jobs and not the other guy. So he says that he was so disappointed that the very enterprise, the very company that he had started, decided to fire him. But after those five years, he was starting to realize that certain positive things, you know, were happening in his life. Number one, during those five years, he met his wife in a company that he started. During those five years is when he started to have kids. And he started two companies that later on Apple acquired. And at the end of five years, Apple ended up not only buying his company, but hiring him back into Apple. So right now, you guys have the iPhones. Some of you have the iPhone 10. Some of you guys, you know, cannot go back to Android or any other phone because you just can't live without your iPhone. The dots get connected. And the Bible says, I want to read something for you, that the, the story of Rahab, it's about how God works in love for everybody. And I want to read to you 2 Peter 3, verse 9. But I want you to see how God works, because this is very interesting. So the plan of God was for the Israelites to take Jericho and to take the promised land. But in the middle of God working in other people's lives, God used that very same situation to reach out somebody who doesn't have any hope. Sometimes we don't realize that while God is working something in your life, somebody else is being touched because of you. And 2 Peter 3.9 says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So God gave an opportunity to Rahab so that Rahab, you know, would be able to have a relationship with God. Then she would end up going to Israel, marrying a Jew, and then out of her and Salmon, you know, later on, King David was born, and then Jesus was born. Do you know that God cares about every single person. There's a story in the Bible that I really love about another woman. So we're talking a lot about women today because women, uh, God does great things, you know, through women. So John, John chapter 4, verse 1, 9, talks about another uh, instance, another example 
when now it was Jesus who shared the gospel, you know, with this woman. And the verse starts right there. Jesus, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. So the Pharisees, they were, they were trying to start a competition between John the Baptist and Jesus and saying, hey, Jesus is baptizing more people. So Jesus decided, uh, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples, so he left Judea and went back uh, once more to Galilee. So he was going to Galilee. Now I want you to notice uh, the next verse because he says, now he had to go through Samaria. Do you know that um, I've never been to Israel, but I was checking the map um, this week. And when you were trying to go to Samaria and you wanted to go to this little town that Jesus wanted to walk by, uh, it was actually like taking a little detour. So Jesus took a little detour to go to this woman. So he came to in Samaria. Uh, he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Then Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. There's two verses that I really love about the scripture. Number one, it says that Jesus, he had to stop. He had to make like a little detour so that he will meet this woman. And number two, even though he was tired physically, but he decided to take the time for this person. I want you to know that the way that God works, when he is working with you, you may not know it, but he is also working in somebody else's life. A friend of mine told me uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I've been you know, uh, kind of like mentoring her about leadership and studying leadership. Leadership is my passion. So she has one career, and she was asking me, how can I take my career to the next level? I feel like I hit the ground already, the ceiling, there's nowhere else to go. And I said to her, well, if you read John Maxwell, you know, who is a leader specialist, uh, one of his books, he says that if you have a skill, your skill will take you so far in a career. But if with your skill, you develop leadership skills, leadership ability, you will have over 500% more success in your career as if you just dedicate to your career without developing leadership abilities. So I told her, you know what, when, when you go to your work, just bring a little book on leadership with you, sit down uh, during your breaks, you know, read a quote, think about it. So she started to bring leadership books, you know, to, to her job. And then all of a sudden, uh, she started to be, be noticed, you know, by human resources. Uh, one, the, the head of human resources department in her company walked by one day and she saw the title of, of the book that she was reading that is called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. So the human resources head called her into the office and asked her, why are you reading this book? And she said, well, I just want to improve in the way I relate to people, in the way I lead people. And then a um, couple of weeks later, you know, she was invited to a meeting. We want you to explain where you're studying. Uh, a month after, they gave her like a little project. Uh, and she succeeded. And now she is making more advances, you know, in her career and at the place where she works. But what really draws my attention is... 
She told me that there was a lady who was about to get fired. And this, my friend is known for, of course, you know, being a Christian, but also studying leadership. And this lady was coming out of human resources one day, and she was crying and desperate. And she said, I'm about to be fired. They told me that I messed up too much, and this is going to be the last one. If I don't produce, you know, in two weeks, they're going to fire me. And, and then this lady came to my friend, and she pulled like a little, a little cross, you know, with a saint uh, from Latin America that is not Jesus. So, and this lady told my friend, look, this saint is not helping me. He's not answering my prayers. What do I do? And my friend said, well, what about we pray to Jesus? You know, the Bible says that you have direct access to God. So let's pray. And they pray, you know, for her. They pray for her job position. They're studying leadership, you know, the two together. And now they have like a little group, you know, that they're studying her job, studying leadership and praying so that God blesses them in their jobs. And human resources is very happy because they have seen the improvement in this department. So everything, because God is working in one person, God is going to use you as well to reach out to other people. But you have to trust God that he is connecting the dots. I also love what John 4 um, laid it on. I'm going to go to my next point. Uh, I'm going to go down to Philippians uh, chapter 4 verse 6. In order to connect the dots, you also need to do your part. I love this verse in Philippians 4, 6 because it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So I understand, look, even Jesus, uh, he was trying to teach the disciples something one day. And the disciples came to Jesus and said, uh, Master, we don't understand what you're trying to teach. We don't understand what you're doing. And Jesus said, don't worry, uh, just allow me to do this because what you do not understand today, you will understand tomorrow. So a lot of times, the process of God doesn't make sense for us. Sometimes we don't understand why certain things or certain situations happen. But you can trust God that he will connect the dots. God just wants you to not be anxious, but by prayer, by petition, and thanksgiving, that you present, you know, your request to God. And that's what we're trying to encourage you and every person, you know, who comes to Agape, that there is hope in your life. There is a way out. God will work it out. God will connect the dots. If you look at your life right now and you look back, you will see that God rescued you from situations. And now you are here. You are sitting down with us. And then you are praising God. You're hearing the word of God because God had mercy on you. Maybe you didn't pay attention to what God was trying to tell you. But God used another person or another situation to bring you back to where you needed to be. Rahab, she appeared in Matthew chapter 1. And a lot of people say, you know, why is she there? You know, she was, she was not a woman of good character. She did a lot of things in her past. She had a messed up life. Yes, but you know what? She made a choice to follow God. She made a choice to repent. 
and God not only forgave her, but gave her a future. We're going to close our eyes in prayer today. And as the worship team helps me today, I want you to think about your life and how those dots, you know, are being connected. Life is about, for those of us who are Christians, life is about walking by faith. The Bible says that we walk by faith, not by sight. When you read chapter 3 in the book of Joshua, you will notice that when they were about to invade Jericho, they had to cross the Jordan River. And there were not bridges, you know, back then. So they had to swim. But God spoke to Joshua and said, Joshua, I want you to take the priests, the Ark of the Covenant, and start walking through Jericho. And start walking through the river. And when you put your feet in the water, the river will dry and you will be able to walk to the other side on dry land. See, God didn't say, wait for me to open the river. And when everything is done, then you can cross. God said, I want you to start walking. Can you imagine you carrying that ark, you know, going to the river? Oh, my gosh. Is it, are you going to open it? Is it going to open? What's going to happen? And then the first one, you know, he... Put his foot on the water, and then the other one, and they start walking, and nothing is happening. And when they are inside the river, the river starts opening. That's what we do. We walk by faith, not by sight. The dots get connected. God gets them connected. You only need to worry about walking through faith. Father God, I praise you today for your so awesome, Lord God. I want to thank you for each life that is here. Whatever any person is going through in his life, it requires faith to believe in you and walk through the river. Lord, the Bible says that it is impossible to please God if we don't have faith. Also, Lord, when you heal that man who couldn't walk and those men went and opened a hole in that house to be able to drop the man in front of Jesus the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith he told the men get up and walk I pray right now Lord Jesus for anybody who is here that may not understand the process of how you work you said to the disciples, what you don't understand today, you will understand tomorrow. You also said to Peter, come and walk, Peter, because he wanted to walk on the water. You are there. You are ready, Lord God, to change our lives. You are ready to do a miracle. You just want us to believe in you that the dots will get connected and trust you that everything will turn out for the good of our lives. The best, Lord God, is yet to come. I want to make a quick invitation today, and just for the sake of time, please, let's do it quickly. If you feel in your heart that you need prayer, 
that you need the touch from God, whatever you are in life, whether it's something physical, it's something uh, spiritual, it's something emotional, financial, or maybe it's not you, but it's something with your family. If you need the touch from God right now, I want to invite you to come forward so that we can pray for you. Remember what God told jo uh, Joshua, be brave and be courageous. Take that stand today. If you feel that you need that powerful touch from God, allow us to pray for you. Just come forward and say, God, I, I need that touch. Father God, we thank you today. One more time, Lord God, for your mercy, for your faithfulness. You have never failed us. The Bible says that you will never forsake us. You will never leave us, Lord God. Even during those times, Lord, when we walk away from you, you are looking for us. Just like you did with Rahab, Lord God. Maybe nobody wanted to give her a chance. But you did. And you gave her a great future, a great destiny. Anybody in this place who feels that doesn't have any hopes, I pray, Lord God, that you open their eyes and they can see that the plan you have for them is great, is sufficient, is full of, of trials, but is also full of victories and blessings, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for every heart. Maybe it's somebody who's not here. Maybe it's a relative, someone that we care for. Whatever they are, Lord God, I pray that you reach out to them and you touch them. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Let's give a round of applause to God today. Amen. God is good. God is good. So I will leave the worship team. Uh, we're going to sing one more song, and then Pastor Henry is going to come up. Forgiven. We are the forgiven. Sing a redemption song. There's a fire that burns inside. A fire that burns inside. Nothing can stop us. We be running through the night. With a fire that burns inside. A fire that burns inside. We are the the freedom generation singing the mercy you are the one who set us all in motion yours is the glory there's a fire in our hearts and it burns for you it's never gonna fade away we are the free and yours is the glory Up from the grave, up from the grave, you rose again. Up from the grave, you rose, and we will rise up, rise up.
into the world that you so love into the world we go and we will rise up rise up we will rise up we are the free we are the free the freedom generation Set us all in motion. Yours is the story. There's a fire in our hearts and it burns for you. It's never gonna fade away. We are the free, and yours is the glory. We are the free, the freedom generation. Sing in the mercy. You are the one who set us all in motion. Yours is the And yours is the glory. is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is a work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus our Lord forever and ever amen plans that have 